Hi guys, you are watching On the Town with Tanya and I'm your host. I am here this week. I am here all for this Vogue that I just purchased because let me tell you, okay, years ago I made a statement um, that I would never, ever, ever buy Vogue or any fashion magazine that did not have anyone that looked like me in it, okay? So I am here to retract and eat all of my words, okay? Let me tell you why. Okay, so some of you don't know, but I used to model in the 80s, okay? I've never made it to big time status or anything like that, so that's fine. I was only signed with a, you know, a bigger agency, brief, whatever, okay? Um, went to Paris, whatever, okay? So when I was modeling back in the 80s, it was a thing about black girls, um, you know, black girls working. And we worked, okay? Mother worked, <laughs> but um, but it was like it wasn't um, as regular. Hey, Jen, it wasn't as regular, um, and it became a thing, um, like in fashion, in uh, you know, the haute couture and the runway shows. The designers always use this because they figured out nobody can glide down that runway like a sister from the from wherever. Doesn't matter where she's from. Something about our walk and our grace and our style. Uh, it. I guess someone. I mean, Yves Saint Laurent was the one I that I thought was the one was the one that used models the most at first. But there was he wasn't the first. It was actually um, Paco Rabanne. Uh, and I could be saying, I jack up everybody's name, so don't forgive me. But in, uh, I think it was, uh, he was one of the first designers that I'm pretty sure he was one of, hey, hey, Donna, hey, Grandma Norman, what's up? He was one of the first designers, uh, Paco Rabanne, to actually use uh, a black model, and which was not a thing. And I think it, I'm not, it's not even so much that the designer, them or him or herself, was racist versus um, at that time, you know, because we were coming out of Jim Crow. Uh, did I say that? Um, you know, the sponsors or buyers thought that, oh, there no one's gonna buy this because they thought the only people that were buying their fashion, the Chanel suits and the Yves Saint Laurent and the, um, you know, give me all the Terry Mugler, they thought the only people buying their stuff was um, like the Rothschilds or DuPont, DuPonts or the, you know, the elite of society. Well, honey, child, I hate to tell you this. They found out real hard. And after the ages, about the 90s, I want to say, they started finding out that, oh, no, actually rappers started, believe it or not, rappers started picking up a lot of designers' names who were actually falling off at some point. And actually it became a thing uh, where some of the designers were like, well, I'm not going to have, I don't want those people black uh, wearing my stuff like Timberland did. Oh. Not allegedly, he did that. Uh, and so they, they were, all the fillers in the hood was like, okay, you don't want us to wear your Timberlands, we won't. And their sales dropped so bad that they had to come back and retract that statement. So the point I'm making was I had stopped buying all fashion magazines and I got to give up to Vogue, big up to Vogue, big up to Vogue. Although they have new blood around. So that's probably what it is in my opinion. New blood, new blood. And all the design houses have new blood, new blood. Uh, and I like that because that means new minds. Um, and so here's the thing, you know, um, fashion does have, you know, have its little race issue, not racism, like, <clears throat> like you could you black, not that kind of racism, but the kind where it's like, 
well, let's just put all platinum blondes in here because we want everybody to look platinum blonde, that kind. So it's not the racism that we're thinking of traditionally. Okay, so um, the first black model, okay, well, I always consider Beverly Johnson, 1974 Vogue, but she was the first one on Vogue, but the first black model, um, actual model was, uh, what's her name? Naomi Sims, that's it, that's it. Naomi Sims was actually the first uh, black model. So big up to 19, that was in, from all the way from the 19, um, that was in the 19, want to say 60, 50s. I can't remember exactly the year now. Darn it. I just got sidetracked it. Uh, and then there was a first black designer, Anne Lowe, uh, who designed from the 1920s to the 1960s. If I'm not mistaken, I believe she even designed for Jacqueline Bavier, you know, doing the Kennedy ladies. She was like known for, for her high fashion. Um, and I know I've never heard of her, have you? Right. But she, look her up. Uh, so I think that this Vogue, I will say, I retract my statement. I actually went out and bought this magazine because I could not believe, okay, Mother has given me pages of not only black, white, Chinese, and redhead and other, but plus size, okay. I don't know if y'all know, but that's a very unusual. When I modeled, you had to be a size three or smaller to get on that runway, okay? Anything above, above that was not working for Mother, okay? Uh, and now they've actually changed that. Not all the way. I'm not saying anybody can roll up in there and be like, yeah, I'm going to be a model. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's such it's such a change. Uh, look at this. You have a black man with dreadlocks. What? What has Vogue done changed their whole? What? Tell me locks don't look beautiful on that man. Tell me. Tell me he's not gorgeous. Okay. He is gorgeous. And tell me the other guy next to me just as fine too. Mm, they all fine. Gigi girl, her dad, whichever her dad you are, you are a lucky gal to be between them two fine men. You get what I'm saying? Like, look at this. Look at this magazine. Like, I could be, look at Ralph Lauren did it. Ralph Lauren, that's my old boss. Hey, Ralph Lifshitz, how are you? Okay, that was his last name. Oh, I shouldn't be calling you out like that, should I? But hello, my old boss. I used to work for Ralph Lauren. And actually, somebody went to Fox Lane, which still is a uh, buyer or something up there. I don't know what he does. Floyd. Remember Floyd? Oh, Raymond Floyd. I remember you. I could not believe when I saw him up there thousands of years ago. That was way more FIT days. But anyway, long story short, I'm proud of him for actually having this guy as like his campaign model. Like, what? Are you kidding me? I remember when I used to work for them, uh, him and his brother-in-law, Jerry, was like, you know, well, what do you see wrong with the collection? Or what do you think? Just I was just a little Miro, little reception. I was nobody. You know what I'm saying? I would just, you know, check in the photographers and the models. That's it. I didn't do nothing. Nothing that great. Uh, and uh, I said, well, you need more black on your runway. <laughs> and he actually got a black girl. I was surprised. Oh, okay. And I can't remember who the first one was for Ralph Lauren. I can't remember. That wasn't Karen Alexander. I can't remember her name, but if I saw her, I could tell you which one is. I could Google it. Um, but look at this. Prada, okay, Prada, okay. I will tell you, okay. I was very upset with Prada back in the day because I was like, huh, mother buys all these, okay. Now, I'm a vintage head. That's true. I'm a vintage head. But there are certain designers that I like because of the quality. Now, I'm an old school girl, so none of these designers really do it for me. I'm more of an Yves Saint Laurent girl. I'm more of a Givenchy, a Halston. I'm old, old, like... I'm so old, you ain't ever heard of the designer. I like Madame Grease. Clock is ticking. Yeah, tell me if you've heard of her. Put it in the thing. Hey, Elizabeth, that's I've got. Tell me if you ever heard of Madame Grease. Okay, look her up. Okay, Scaparelli. Have you ever heard of Scaparelli? Come on, look it up. Look it up. Look it up. You're talking fashion. Okay, I don't know if y'all know this. Not only was I a model and I lived in Paris, but I studied fashion merchandising and buying 
at the best school possible. Okay, fashion is to technology. So I know my stuff when it comes to fashion. I may mother may not look like it. Sometimes this is a this is a Halston actually. It's an updated, I don't know. That's not an original Halston, obviously. It's whatever his collection, his last collection or something, probably before he died or something. I don't know. But I actually cut the sleeves out. So that's why, in case you were fashionistas looking like that don't look like a Halston. It is a Halston. Okay, we can't go all the way down because I can't get up. Um because this is a Zoom. Uh, but yeah, this is the old house. But I like old. I mean, old, they so old, okay? In fact, like even Chanel, like the new Chanel, I'm like, eh, eh, eh cute. Okay, I'm a fashion snob. Uh, and even if I, I can't afford it, I'm saying if I have a pick of the litter, give me old, old Madame Grease, Scaparelli. I'm talking, oh, deal. And old, um, damn, Perry Ellis, how old are you talking? Like, really? He's not one of my favorite, but you know, Yves Saint Laurent was really my favorite. I mean, he's so classy. But you know why I like old, um, old stuff? Let me tell you, because some of y'all be like, "Ew, I don't want nothing else." Okay, in a in a, a world of Corona, that may be true. You may not want anything old because you're thinking about Corona and COVID, whatever, whatever your problem is, whatever. But here's the thing. If it lasted 60 years, girl, that means you're going to have it for your children's 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 children, okay? And if you have a granddaughter, she's going to be like, Grandma, you must pass me that old Chanel jacket, okay? Because Coco was doing it when she was alive, okay? I want Coco. I don't want Carl. I love you, Carl, but RIP. Uh, but I really like Coco Chanel, Madame Chanel, not only because she was an orphan like me, uh, but she was fabulous, okay? She was doing it. Okay, when they were out there in the war streets and the war was going on, yes, some people got mad at her and hated her for dating German officers or whoever she was dating to get to keep her shops open while everybody else was closed. But I ain't mad at old girl because guess what? If it was me, I'd be like, yes, darling, bonjour, come on, come on in, do whatever you want, sir. Deutsch, whatever you are, do whatever you want. I mean, what you got to survive, right? Especially out in these streets, okay? If you're not married, you got to survive. So Chanel, Coco knows Chanel did whatever she had to do to keep her, her um, boutiques running, okay? I love Coco Chanel. Um, she is my favorite, uh, but I, I'm i not a, you know, the newbie Carl Langerfeld fan at all. Uh, but that's just me. Don't let me tell it. Uh, now, so Prada, I was very proud of them, not only for using African-American girl, well, African girl probably. See, that's another thing, okay? These designs be out here slick like that, okay? They will they will use a girl, a sister from Africa, which I ain't mad at. I'm very happy about. But all these African-American models out here in these streets, and they will go all the way over to Africa and pull a girl, which I don't blame them because sister girls over there, they got the walk that, oh, of life. And and look, without, um, what's his name? Uh, I forgot the name. The guy trains them to walk. Without any of them people training them to walk, Luciera, any without any of them training to walk, you just go pick any old girl from Africa and tell her, "Hey, girl, go walk down the runway, and you're gonna get, you're gonna get sexy, you're gonna get fabulous, you're gonna get all that, okay? And you don't gotta spend anything out of your pockets because they already got the grace, okay? So that's okay. But uh, not only that, but she had cornrows, okay? Cornrows, guys, that's unheard of. What? Okay, now I tell you what. Okay, so I'm so excited about this. Look at Prada. Prada is out here. Do not look at my nails because they are not done. Okay, I'm telling you right now. Alive uh, Alexandra, hey, uh, yeah, I like um, Alexander Wang. Is that who you're talking about? Uh, who are you talking about? What's his name? Uh, I, there's so many great designers out here. Um, I love Vivian Westwood. Okay, I'm a jacket fanatic, so. <laughs> 
Those that know, I love me some Miss Vivian Westwood. Okay, she's a British designer. You have to look her up. And she's actually very fabulous. Look her up a picture. She's fabulous. Betsy Johnson, uh, that was one of the first people that I actually did a show for. Um, so I was so excited. I loved the lace. She had the lace back, the black lace back then. Oh, yes, haunty. Okay. Then she had the little boutiques and stuff in the village. You know, back in the day when I first started, before I started really, really, well, I was, I say really modeling because I was making money. So, so I was making some, if you get paid, you're, you're a model. You can say you're a model. So I was getting paid. Um, but some of the first shows I started on were, I call them underground shows. Okay. I don't know if you guys ever heard of that, but like Limelight used to do all these fabulous shows. Okay. So like Patricia Fields, who designs, um, I think now for Sex and the City when it was a thing, uh, she had her store down there and uh, Trasha Vaudeville. Like there was a lot of like small designers and they would have these fashion shows and then they would book girls like who like me or whatever. So you didn't have to be Naomi to get booked as long as you could walk. You know, so because of FIT, I met a lot of people and just connected with people and connected with people. And because I was so real thin, um, they were like, oh, Miss Thing, you're just fabulous. So that's kind of how I fell into modeling. I never thought of myself as beautiful or whatever they call models. I don't know. Uh, but my loving my friends, all the children were bigging this thing up and helped me uh, get my image back up. Um, and, and, you know, it's, I'll tell you one, as a victim of uh, sexual abuse, as a child sexual abuse victim, I will tell you this, there is nothing more rewarding than getting your, um, your, what do you call it? Your ego or not your ego, your self-esteem back. And I'll tell you this, modeling does that for you pretty much. Yeah. Once you walk down a catwalk, I don't care what catwalk it is, and you're getting paid to walk down that catwalk, your your heart just says, okay, maybe I'm not so bad after all. Maybe I can do this. And that's kind of what modeling did for me. It wasn't really the actual gig itself. It was the fact that I was I was getting, you know, books for work that that I, I didn't know I could get booked for. And I will say this, I know now looking back in hindsight why I didn't get, hi, hey, Yvonne, hey, Elizabeth, why I didn't get booked for some jobs because I was a brown girl, beautiful brown, never worked back then. I love this girl. She's one of my favorite. I love her Afro-ish hair. I love it. Okay. Like if you can do her Afro-ish hair, why can't a sister wear her Afro? That was my thing. That was my thing with Vogue. Like you got girls out here like this and like Kim Kardashian wearing braids. What? Huh? Why she bro Derek got to be a 10 when the sister be wearing 10s all the time. Okay. Like let me be a 10 as I am without editing. Thank you. And one thing I can say when I modeled, I never allowed them to edit me. No nose job. This is what I am. I'm black and I'm super black. And I love being super black. So we're not going to do any kind of edits. Look at her. Look at her. Gucci, you're doing the damn thing, Gucci. Gucci is doing it, okay? I'm, I'm going to tell you, if you go back, you can look at any old Vogue magazine online. You can go in the library and look it up. Go look at the old, uh, go look uh, five, 10 years ago. You wouldn't see this. You would absolutely not see this many black mob. Every other page, okay, Vogue is giving us diversity okay diversity people this is what we need in our lives diversity because once we get diversity uh, estee lauder oh i'm so proud of you girl okay estee lauder i know your heirs took over by now i know you probably did by now but estee lauder okay look can i tell you my mother used to buy estee lauder since i was a little girl chanel she used to buy that okay and I'd be, I would be in her perfume. She had the little vanity. I'd be in her, oh, what's this? Chanel and five, Chanel or this and that, Estee Lauder. Oh yeah, oh, I was in it. I was in it to win it as a kid. So I was always very hurt to say, you mean to tell me you don't use black models? What is wrong with you? My mom will be buying this stuff, okay? My mom be in here. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I, I was very upset and I, I vowed never to buy their magazines again until 
I saw diversity and they are giving mother on September issue. Vogue is giving me what? Diversity. Okay. Cornrows. Look at that. Don't tell me she don't look beautiful no matter how her hair is. Okay. Tell me. Okay. I mean, look at this. I just love this. And, and we got my Asian sisters in here too. Let's go. Let's go diversity. Let's go. Okay. I mean, you guys don't understand how happy I am right now. I am in a former model head in St. Laurent. Now he done changed up his game a little, but whoever the new, the new designer is, he just changed up a little something, something, but whatever. Um, I don't know if I'm too happy with the man thing. Like, um, like I'm not sure about this. I'm not sure if I'm too happy about this kind of stuff, because I, I just need to be. I need to know what I'm what I'm getting myself into. That's just me. Um, but Valentino did it. Look at Valentino. Okay, Andrea's on here. Let's go. Let's go. Look at this thing. Okay, she is working it. Okay, yes, Gina. You see what I'm saying? Look at Miss. She got a bold girly hat. Do you know I love their perfume? Okay. Fellas, if you ever want to date me, this is who I like, the designer, okay? I like their jewelry. I'm just saying the perfume is the shit, okay? I'm just saying, if you're ever, if you're ever thinking about it, Miu Miu, um, let me see, Miu Miu, what am I, oh, Salvador Ferragamo. Okay, well, I'm not sure if I like that ad too much because I'm not big on confusing people. Uh, and this could be a little confusing. But I will say for Salvador Ferragamo, um, they did, those are my favorite shoes, by the way. I love to wear them all the time. Uh, but I give them credit. Look at that. They are serving you. Okay, both. Okay, diversity. They're serving us diversity. Fatagamo shoes. You love them too? You know who's my favorite? Stuart Weitzman. Now, he has yet to have a black model. Stuart, you need to get one because we got all your boots. Stop. Okay, stop it. Stop it, Stuart. And Boget of Atlanta. Oh, yes. Look at this. Okay, they are working it. I thought it was Zoe Kravitz, but I guess not. Oh, was that Zoe Kravitz? I don't know who that girl is. It looks like Zoe Kravitz, but I don't know. Anyway, this girl got mad ads. Lancome Paris, too? I didn't know you could do two, two, um, two beauty ads at once. What? Zendaya, girl, you making them coins. Ching, 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 ching. Ching, 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 ching. Look at this. Diversity. Vogue is giving us diversity, people, okay? While some of y'all are not into fashion, it's not about the actual fashion. It's about the fact that there is some little girl walking by that magazine and or picking up the magazine, thumbing through it and being like, huh, okay, nobody here looks like me. Okay, um, so here's another one. I love this one. Uh, nobody here looks, look at Alexander McQueen. He is fabulous. I used to own a dress like that actually. Yes, I did. Okay, I'm a little punk rock, I hate to tell you. And look at, wait, do y'all remember Cindy Crawford? Okay, I remember her back in the day when I started modeling, she was like my idol, like, oh my God, her, Naomi, all the girls. I was like, one day I will make it, one day. That was my thing until I got pregnant at 23. But anyway, uh, look at Cindy's daughter. Tell me she does not look just like Cindy Crawford. Okay, she's giving you all Cindy, all Cindy, okay? Um, but I will say this too, um, I'm just so happy because, you know, some little girl, like I said before, is looking at this magazine and saying, well, nobody looks like me. How do I know that? Because my friend, um, she's Asian and German. And she told me one day uh, when I used to model um, and I told her, you got to model because she was gorgeous, like no makeup, gorgeous. So she's German and Asian, like she gets a tan of life. OK. And her hair is like just she's just gorgeous. She didn't mean to be gorgeous. She just is. OK. And she's like 5'11", 5'10", whatever. And she was like, I'm not that pretty. 
I was like, girl, who are you talking to? She's like, I'm not that pretty. I said, you hearing voices? <laughs> are you hearing voices? Because right now I'm like, you can't be talking to me. She's like, no, I'm not pretty. I never saw anybody in the magazine that looked like me. I said, you can't equate one with the other. Just because you never saw nobody in the magazine that looked like you don't mean that you're not pretty. And that's what you got to understand. So when you have your little kids at home or in the store, grocery store, be careful what magazines you have them looking at, what TV shows you have them looking at. Because if they don't see diversity, I don't think they should be watching it. That's just me. That's the kind of mama I was, okay? You know what I'm saying? You can't be watching just one type of group of people because that's not how the world is, okay? So look at this. Look at it. Ralph Lauren, you did it again, boo. Okay, Mr. Lauren, Mr. Lifshitz, I love you. I love you and Jerry. Uh, Max Amara is, oh, they are working it in this magazine. I have... I haven't yet to look at the whole thing, but I'm just telling you guys. Oops, I just read it. I just read it. I'm just telling you guys. For me, as a former model, and Tom Ford, look at Tom. This Tom Ford ad. Okay, Tom. Tom is doing it. He is letting the brown girls in. Okay, the brown girls have done it. Okay, I'm burning up with the lighting. Sorry, guys. Um, so the point I'm saying about this whole thing, I can put this down now because I'm a little too excited over here. I'm trying to see, did I miss anybody for you guys? Um, the point I'm making is that. You know, we have to have diversity. It's, it's, it's so important because the world is just crazy right now. And the least we can have is we won't be able to look at that. Yes, honey. Look at that. Look at it. We got Asian and we got black. We got white. We got redhead. We got all the girls out here working it. Okay. Um, but we have to have this for the kids because it is the kids. Forgive me, guys, for sweating. It, the light is hot. I've got super lights on. Um, the, the, the kids are the ones who see this. And they're the ones that are the most affected, you know. Um, I'm lucky because my foster mom didn't allow us to read any magazines where there was nobody that didn't look like me. So I always had Black Enterprise in my house. I had Jet. I had Ebony. I had Essence. I wasn't allowed to have Vogue. And now I know why. Because I was like, why can't I see the model? Because as an African-American model, if I would have been looking at Vogue in the 1950s, I don't know if you know the history of Vogue. They started in 18-something. I don't know. 1890 something. I don't know. It was, it was a thousand years ago. And when it first started, believe it or not, if you go look at some of the old Vogue's, it was actually cartoon uh, drawing. And it was very much like, uh, um, what's his name? Picasso blue period type models, you know, heavy set. They were large models laying on the duvet, you know, that type of thing. It was a whole different thing. So I laugh that it's now you have to be a size three because I'm like, wait a minute, back in the day, them models were some big girls, okay? They were big, hefty girls, okay? And they were fabulous on the cover of Vogue. Go look at the old first Vogue. I used to collect them. I had a whole collection. I left them in LA, unfortunately. Uh, I had a whole room collect, a whole collection from the first one all the way up to, well, I guess to the 80s at that time. Uh, and I lost the whole collection. So that's another story. But I love Vogue um, because I just love the, I don't know, I love everything about the campaigns, everything. Um, and it, it just saddened me. I never really thought about it then at the time. I wasn't like, oh, I'm black girl, I ain't going to work. I, I didn't think that because I always thought like, I'm going to work. If they like me, I'm going to work. If I don't, I wasn't meant for the job. That's it. So I never took it personal. And then I, I don't want anybody to be like, Oh, I can't believe they're not hiring models. I just felt like, well, that's okay. You don't have to hire me. I won't buy any of your clothes if I don't see anybody on the runway. I don't buy your magazines. I don't. I don't do none of that. And that I kept telling. I kept hashtagging Vogue and hashtagging all the designers every single time. I know they're probably like, who is this girl? She's getting on our nerves. So I don't know what worked. I, I think it's probably they just got new blood. 
because I see some of y'all young designers out here up at East Saint Laurent. I see you. I see your new people out there. Y'all is out here doing the thing, okay? So just remember when you do the thing to be inclusive of black, white, Chinese, Asian, um, redheads, whatever, whatever you want. Like let's be reflective, like Benetton. Benetton is. I love Benetton because you can't tell what it is like you're like okay it's clothes nice clothes that's it you know what i'm saying i'll be like well the black girl oh, the white girl it's just clothes that's all it is and i want to be able to flip through a magazine and not have to say this is a black magazine this is a white magazine it should just be a magazine just like when i turn on tv i should be able to see a show or a movie it shouldn't be like well we have to cast type only a platinum blonde or you know or only the guy uh, that looks like this. It should be, if, if you're a good actor, it doesn't matter what color you are. That's quite frankly. And as we've seen with some movies that, that uh, came out and won, uh, won awards, you know, we used to have the old model that you can't sell something unless you tailor it to the white audience. But if you don't know that's not true by now, Haunty, you are out of date and you need to be restamped, okay? I'm just saying, you're out of date because that is a, that's an absolute lie. You can sell anything uh, and you can sell more of it if you include everybody. That's the thing. I don't understand how all these people missed out on billions of dollars. And as you can see, did you ever see the ad uh, where they say how to sell to black people? You ever see that ad in 1950s? Hilarious. The government made an ad, okay, for, uh, for, um, for salespeople, because you know this is coming out of Jim Crow era, I guess. And so black people were getting money and having houses, and they were like, "Wait a minute, we we can man, we missing some of that snatch cash. Hold up, wait a minute, let me read, think about this. <laughs> Maybe we could let them in for a minute." And so, sure enough, which makes sense to me, even now, and I cannot believe I would walk into a store and a store owner would be like, "Shady." I was like, "Girl, you ain't trying to get my coins. You don't want the coins, okay?" I mean, because you can, you can you can rely on just the coins of the ones that you think are going to be your public, you know, your, your savior, but in a pandemic and in certain instances, you could be, you could be out of business. And so if you were smart, you hold all that racism crap for somebody else or something else, because you're losing money when you're a racist, you're losing money. There's no way you could be winning. There's no way you could be winning because uh, you're missing a whole market. Like the hair industry, black women spend billions of dollars. So you're an idiot if you think I'm gonna make a product and it's only gonna be for platinum blondes. I'm making that up. It could be for redheads, whatever you want. Uh, and you say, I'm only gonna make, that's great. So you make a million dollars, but you could have made a billion. Why did you turn it down? It's okay for me as a consumer. I just don't buy anything anymore that I know only if I know. If I don't know, then I'll do whatever. I don't go to restaurants. I don't buy clothes. I don't, mm -mm, nope. Who's the designer? Oh, well, uh, let me just research them. I'll be back. There's some times where you have no choice and you really don't have time for all that. I, I, I'm not saying I'm perfect, but uh, for bulk item things, like if I was going to buy you know, a designer outfit, I'm, I'm not going to because I'm a thrifter. I'm a thrift girl. I would thrift you out. Okay. I'll go to Paris, London, all over and thrift you out. Okay. I know how to get a Chanel suit for $50. I know secrets. Okay. You got to know some people. Uh, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to go, even if I had 10,000 to throw away on a Chanel suit off the runway, I'm not buying Chanel. She don't have no black models. She ain't got no black, mm -mm. not, you know, the Carl Langefeld line. Chanel's dead. As you know, I'm sure you know this, but I'm not buying, I'm not buying. If I don't see girls rapidly and fluidly in the magazines representing you and the beauty ads and on the runway, my mother is not buying it. 
I'm not. And I will tell my friends not to buy it too. And, and so, you know, as a designer, you could say, well, who cares about her? She's nobody. But guess what? If you know one people, you know three people, you know 3,000 people. That's Dale Carnegie method. Remember that. So you got to think like that. So anyway, uh, let's see. So anyway, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much I wanted to talk about um, racism in the fashion industry and how runways, um, you know, the designers started really using black models because if you go and look, go look at all videos of the models in the 1940s and 20s and 30s. You'd be like, oh, this is boring shit. Okay, they'd be like, they walk down the runway, you know, the, down in the showroom, excuse me, not the moment. They'd walk in the showroom number 52. And then the, the uh, buyer would be like, oh, I want the dress number 52. And then they order like 10 of them. That's how they did it, very corny. And then at some point it became fabulous and they were like, okay, girls, you're going to walk down this runway. You are going to strut. Give me arms. Yes. Yes. Okay. Work it. Okay. And it became more fun. I guess you want to call it. And that's when they were like, oh, I don't know. Uh, well, Naomi Simmons was the first black model. Uh, she was the first one. Um, uh, she was the first one in Vogue, I want to say. I want to say that's right. Um, so she was the first one, but on the runway, uh, no, it was actually Beverly Johnson. Oh, Be Beverly Girl, I'm getting it all wrong. 1974, first, first Vogue cover. Yes, honey, I remember that. Fabulous. And she still looks fabulous, by the way. If y'all ain't seen her on the reality show, she still looks fabulous. Uh, so big up to her. Um, but yeah, so um, yeah, models uh, pretty much, they get hard sometimes. Uh, but I'm so happy to see uh, the diversity that's going on now. And they don't even have, some girls are not even traditional like uh, the girl with the gap tooth that represents Fenty, um, Slick. Slick is her name. Your name is Slick. Now, there's a lot of craziness going on in the fashion industry as well. And we won't talk about Victoria's Secret and the head of Victoria's Secret being BFFs. What, who? Ooh, why? Uh, not Weinstein, probably knows him too. Epstein. He was best friends with him. So now you know where I'm going with that. So when you see an Adriana Lima modeling at 12 and 13 from Brazil, you're like, oh, what is that girl going through? Mm, how did she get here? What happened? What's the story? That's what I would like to know, but don't let me tell it. So there are some girls who started modeling very young. And I'm sure I am. I'll put my life on it that they went through some atrocities. Uh, getting to where they are now as supermodels. Uh, and so when they say Jeff, Jeffrey Epstein's island, um, you know, all the models that were on it, I think they use the models as luring factors just to lure those. Well, not only lure, but to keep those girls there. So if I kidnap you and bring you to this place and you see like all these fabulous divas who you see in the magazine, the first thing you start thinking is like, oh, well maybe. And then they're telling you like, yeah, you're going to be a model. So you're going to be like, oh, okay, you know, 12, you're, you're naive, you don't know any better. So I just, I just think that's the bad part about the fashion industry is that I see a lot of stuff going on right now that I do not like. Um, you know, uh, some people call it a win. I don't call it a win. I, I think we need to not confuse, um, you know, fashion with, with fashion uh, and what people's whatever else is going on in their lives. Uh, and we're doing that. We're, it's becoming a fine line now. So I I don't really love it anymore. Um, it's not, it doesn't have the same je ne sais quoi as it used to, um, but it was great and it served me well. So I, I thank my God stars and my own gay community who helped me get into modeling um, because it really did change my life. And if, uh, if nothing else, if I die tomorrow, mother has lived. Okay. That's all I can say. So uh, just remember, you know, when you, 
see these magazines and you're buying these fashion magazines, moms and dads, think of your kids. So even if you're white, think that your kids need to see other. If you're black, your kids need to see someone that looks like them and other, period. That's it. It's so simple. It's not even like, you don't even have to think too hard about that. It's just something that you should be doing as a responsible parent who's trying to make the world a better place. I'm just saying. Uh, so yeah, I'm glad to see that also, um, you know, um, sponsors or what do you call them? The advertisers, uh, they now see that we hold the buck. So if you don't want to put us in there, okay, no problem. Bye. You know what I'm saying? That goes for Nike. That goes for anybody. If you're not representing and you're not, if you're not picking campaign models that represent all of us, good luck with that because we won't be buying it. So that's how that goes. Um, but big up to Gucci, Prada, Ferragamo. I'm so proud of you. Like you are really growing up in the races of the guard. I love it. I love it. Not saying that you were personally, but I know there was an undercurrent since the 80s um, to don't, don't book too many on the runway. Okay. And if you don't believe me, go ask all the old school girls like Naomi and Iman and Louise Viet and, um, and God bless her, by the way, Louise Viet. Uh, I know she's suffering with cancer. So God bless you. And I'm praying for you. Um, who you got Munya. Some of y'all don't know who that is. Go look up Miss Munya. Okay. You got Dalma, Wanaki. Oh, Wanaki. Fabulous. Okay. You got Kathy Belmont, Veronica Webb, Veronica Webb, big shout out to her because she started the models club back in the eighties and all the models would get together and figure out how to stamp out this whole stuff. Uh, and it still wasn't working back then, but at least they got some, they got some traction going. Naomi Campbell got some traction going. I could never understand why she didn't get a Vogue though. Her and Anna Winter must've been at it at first. I don't know what the deals was that, but I was like, Naomi should have been the first, you know, she should have been on a cover the first time she stepped on the runway, because I got to give it to Miss thing had face, face for days, okay? For days. She could do anything. Change her hair, and she looks like somebody else. Just fabulous. So I'm happy to see Karen Alexander. She paved the way. She still looks good, by the way. If y'all go to her page, Karen Alexander, like, oh, how old is she? She's like, I think she's maybe a pinch older than me, maybe, but she's in my age range, and she still looks fabulous. Um, so anyway, um, I thought that would be fun for you tonight. I'm trying to see what else who, let's say, see who's out here. I'll say hello to you guys out here. I see, uh, let's see grandma. Oh, Hey, speaking of Quay show. Thank you. I love your show. Um, what'd you say? Um, let's see. Thank you. Love your channel. Supported. Very informative. Love to be friends. Yes, we will definitely keep up, uh, Quay. Let's see. I'll check out your show as well. So thank you. Hey, Jen. What's up, Jenny Jen? I hope you had a good birthday. You were supposed to call me, girl, and you didn't, but we won't talk about it, will we? No. Uh, Grandma, what's up? How you doing? Donna, what's up? Yvonne and Elizabeth, darling. How are you, my little babushka? Grandma, what'd you say? Very good. We need to change. I will pick one up. Yes, Vogue. Yes. I will tell y'all, September issue of Vogue, honey. Every other page is giving you culture, 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 culture. I love that. Okay. I'm a very big, um, uh, I'm not too old. <laughs> Thank you, darling. You're so sweet. I love you, Lizzie Liz. Alexander. Um, Anthony, what's up? Um, yeah. So I, I just had to talk about fashion. You know, it's been a while. Okay. It's been a while. Gina, Gina, what's up? Uh, no man bun. <laughs> no man bun. Yes. Ferragamo. I love Ferragamo. Uh, and, uh, I mean, I love all Italian leathers, Italian jewelry. I can go forever on the shoes. They make the best shoes. I hate to say it. They make the best shoes. We are not going to go there. And uh, when I was in Italy, I love buying their gold too. It's fabulous. Um, I used to have matching shoes, Birch's belt. Oh, really? 
Oh, wow. You done good, Miss Ebian. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. As a former foster child, orphan, hey, I did okay for myself. I ain't where I'm at now. I wish I could make the coins I made back then, but it's okay. I'm happy. Um, uh, it's about time. Yes, Gina, I do think it's about time. Uh, I was never a size three, not even, <laughs> you said you was never a size three. Yeah. Back in the day, guys, I don't, I wish I had, unfortunately, the bad thing about being a foster kid is you don't have no pictures of yourself. So I have, I have a picture of me in third grade. I think I want to say third grade. I want to say, um, that's about when I came, I came here when I was like, I don't know. I think I came up this way when I was seven. Uh, so I have a picture of me like at eight or something like that, but I don't have any baby pictures of me. I seen some from my grandmother. I should have took them when she told me to, and I didn't like an idiot, uh, but I don't have, so I have no baby pictures of me, which really sucks. Um, so I gotta have to do like an age progression thing to, to get a picture of me. I really need it for my next book cover. So if you figure out how to do an age progression, let me know guys. Uh, but Yvonne, what's up? How are you darling? Uh, so yeah, that's my uh, thing I wanted to talk to you about tonight. Uh, Vogue and, um, you know, uh, parents being responsible. If you want to help end racism, the one way you can do that is by uh, making sure that your kids see everything and everyone. So if you live up in Pound Ridge, you know, you maybe you want to take your kids in the museum. I mean, when, you know, when things open up or when they stay open or whatever they're doing. Uh, so maybe you want to take your kids to the museum where there's a multitude of people from all over the world. Like, you know, um, and if you hear your kid say a comment like, oh, mommy, why does she have... Um, black hair, or why does she have platinum blonde hair, or why does she have dreadlocks? Instead of saying I don't know, you would say, oh, because that's just a, a style that they like to wear, and or that she likes to wear, and it's fabulous. Because now you just put a seed in the person's mind, so that when they get older and they see somebody with locks or platinum blonde hair, whatever we want to say, they won't be like, oh, in their mind thinking, oh, that's not good, right? Because the mom already planted the seed from when they were young. So it's important. Magazines are very crucial. TV shows are very crucial. Movies are very, 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 very crucial. So Hollywood, if you hear me, uh, fashion editors, if you hear me, um, and uh, what do you call them? Producers, if you hear me in the music videos, all y'all rappers out there uh, talking about, we only like them light-skinned girls with the long hair. It's like, uh, honey, when you have your baby, we're going to see how ugly the bitch is anyway. Sorry to say it like that, but I'm just saying. Uh, some of y'all out here, oh, well, whatever. I want my baby to have this. I want my baby. No, that's not how it works. Look at Cardi. Never mind. Don't miss that. Anyway, y'all need to y'all need to uh, stop doing that to us sisters, okay? Especially as brown girls, okay? Team brown skin is the thing, okay? We are the we are the from creme de la creme. Stop acting like we not, okay? So let's be fair to everybody. I want to show you all some other diversified. I did show you that one. So let me show you something else. And then we're going to go to Sketch City, okay? So give me a minute. Give me a second. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, where's the... Oh, I love this with Zendaya. Yes. Okay. So I think it's time guys for sketch city. All right. So give me a minute and uh, we're going to check out one of these videos. Let's see. Let's look at Esther. Okay. Ready? Here we go. Sketch city. Hi, I'm Esther. And I'm Abraham. And we're to JC. Shalom hey, Esther. Hey, Shalom Abraham. So good to see you again. I love hanging out with you. I love you, Abraham. Listen, 
Did you get my bagels? Esther, you should know from what happened to me today when I went to get your bagels, your Fakarka bagels. I'll tell you what happened. Esther, I went to get your bagels. You know what happened? What happened? All they had was chocolate chip, blueberry, jalapeno. Oy In other words, Oyve is right. All they had was anti-Semitic Nazi bagels. I will not buy Nazi bagels, Esther. No Nazi bagels. No, 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 no Nazi bagels. Listen, Abraham, you know I love you. We're supposed to be the perfect picture couple. But I'm going to tell you something. If you don't bring me my bagels, we're not going to hang anymore, okay? We're not going to hang. Oh, Esther. I'm Esther. sorry. Hello. I'm Dr. Fauci. I'm in charge of the Center for Infectious Disease. And I hope they find a cure for my disease. Today, we're having questions, taking questions from Channel One News reporter, Ms. Trudy Tyree. Hello, Ms. Tyree. Hello. Thank you for having us, Dr. Fauci. Really appreciate it. First question, is there a new vaccine? I'm excited to announce that there is a new vaccine. Oh. A new vaccine just for the hood. Oh. It's manufactured by Johnson's Johnson. It's 35% less effective than Pfizer and Moderna. So they send it to the hood. Oh, I hope we get it on time. Uh, what's your position on hand washing? Uh, the Center for Infectious Disease position on hand washing is that people should do extensive hand washing to prevent the spread of COVID-19. And people should sing happy birthday while they're washing their hands to ensure that they wash their hands long enough. And if people are wiping, if people are wiping themselves, they should stand up and sing the national anthem. Oh, stand up and sing the national anthem. Okay, so what's your position on mask wearing? The, the Center for Infectious Disease recommends mask wearing on Halloween and also if your girlfriend is really ugly that she also wear a mask too. Oh poor thing. Oh my goodness. So one last question for you Dr. Falsey. Where do you see us in five years with this thing? In five years I see us I see us a very cloudy. A very cloudy due to my cataract. Oh, well, I know you got to go, Dr. Fawcett, and I want to thank you. Channel One News wants to thank you. I'm Trudy Tyrade, and this is Dr. Fawcett bringing you the latest information that you can trust. Till next time, Fireside Chats, we'll see you next time. Hey, what's up, everybody? You're watching On the Town, and we're back. That was Sketch City. I thank you guys so much for checking us out. Uh, make sure you guys go to our um, YouTube page and press like and subscribe on the Town with Tanya YouTube channel. You'll see that logo up there. Hit the little button so you'll know when we're going to go live, okay? Because I appreciate you guys so much. And uh, while you're at it, um, what do you call it? Uh, yeah, make sure when you're out... Um, buying magazines and buying clothes and buying whatever you're buying, going to restaurants, make sure that everybody promotes diversity. If they don't, I would suggest not messing with them. I wouldn't do it. I don't care who it is because you got to have, you got to just, we got to start changing the narrative in this country. And you know what I'm saying? Since I'm not leaving, cause y'all won't give me reparations. Okay. I need to be comfortable here. Okay. So with that being said, uh, we got to make everybody comfortable. And, you know, I don't know if y'all see what's happening in the politics, but all you proud boys out there, y'all might want to um, y'all might want to change your tune. OK, because at this point, we better all be together or we all gonna have lose all our rights. Black, white, Chinese ain't gonna matter. OK, so if y'all was smart, 
y'all start changing your tunes up, okay? Because we are we are we are never about being racist on my side, okay? We're never about that. So if y'all change up your tune, you'd be surprised. You'd have more than just Candace Owens being toming around you. Uh, I'm joking, but you know what I'm saying. You'd have more people um, that really, you know, that really want to say, okay, we're we need to we need to fight for our rights. Forget fighting each other. Like that's stupid, right? So try your best, guys. Um, love you guys, Gina. You guys are awesome. Yes, what'd she say? Uh, Gina said there are as a George Carter. I know this. Yes, I know. Finally, it took twenty thousand years. But let me tell you, when I modeled, huh, it was awesome. It it was awesome. But there were times where I was like, I know I didn't get booked for a job. I knew why. I never cared, honestly, because uh, I was just so blessed to be working that I I didn't care at that point. But it's still nice. And more importantly, forget us. It's about the kids. We don't want them growing up with the same mental warp minds that, well, only only platinum blondes buy Chanel. So we're going to have a platinum blonde on there. No, everybody buys Chanel. And if you and Hollywood sees that now. Hollywood sees it. Fashion sees it. The music, everybody's music industry sees it. You can't say, oh, this kind of music won't sell because there's something for everybody right now. Everybody, every genre. Okay. So that's why it's important to be inclusive because everybody has a gift. Everybody has a talent. Everybody has something that they can, that someone will look at and say, oh, wow, I want to be like that. Or I want to do that. That's it. You know what I'm saying? There is no, you know, oh, only this person can do that. There's no such thing. And for all my people out there over 50, stop telling yourselves that you're too old. Because I'm still telling y'all, I'm telling you right now, right here, right now, sound like Tony Vagra. Hey, Tony, big shout out to you, uh, that I will be the first late night TV show host. Okay. I'm putting it out there. Okay. Lord, make it happen. Okay. Make it happen. Y'all go hit like, and subscribe and make it happen. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I'm just, I'm just messing with y'all, but I appreciate you guys so much for taking the time to, um, to come today. And I appreciate you. Sunday is going to be fabulous. Okay. Let me tell you why I have, um, a screenwriter uh, coming on, producer of a new film that's coming out. It's one of those sci-fi, whatever, uh, thrillers, scary thrillers that's coming out. Um, a cup full of crazy, honey. That's, mm -hmm. yeah. So I will have be interviewing her on Sunday's show. So make sure you tune in for Sunday. And I thank you guys so much for taking the time to uh, come and check us out. And until next time, bye. Bye.